What is up? Que pasa mi gente? You're tuned into About a Guy podcast. This is your host Jesse with an E, not an I. I was going to tell you all about that today, but I have way more important things to discuss on this episode. Uh, well, I'm finally back. Uh, you know, what can I say, man? Uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks, you know, months. Um, and for those who have been asking and wondering where I disappeared to, I apologize. Um, I have this habit of starting things and getting distracted or finding it difficult to finish them and not to mention any personal things that I've been dealing with other than this COVID mess. But, you know, after having my best friends tell me they weren't going to talk to me until I finished the next episode, um, you know, here I am. So once again, I apologize uh, for the ghosting, but your boy's back. Uh, before I get started, though, um, I want to talk about another reason this episode took longer for me to put out. Um, I knew this was this episode's topic was going to be about the most recent events and the significance of the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, and how my life is tied into it all. And all of those things became so hard for me to put into words. And I, I finally asked myself why, right? Uh, I, I think I was, I was so worried about saying the wrong things or saying something that might offend people. And so I kept putting it off. And um, I kept telling myself that this is such an important topic and discussion to be had that I didn't want to fuck it up, right? And the truth is, though, there's no perfect or right way to have this conversation or speak to this. So once I finally got over myself and uh, missed my friends enough to get this episode going, um, I was able to get a better sense of how I wanted to approach this. So here it goes. Um, I'm going to pick up right where I left off um, with this episode. Uh, it's called About a Brown Guy. Um, I was originally going to call this episode About a Puerto Rican Guy, but with everything going on in the world, with all of this pain and uncertainty, I think it's safe to say that as much as I'd love to be seen for who I am, um, I'm ultimately seen for the color of my skin. And although I might be a son, a brother, an uncle, a friend, there's always going to be an asterisk by all of those titles and labels. You know, a brown son, a brown brother, a brown uncle, a brown friend. And this episode... Um, this podcast is always going to seek to speak truth to experience, you know, and not only am I of trans experience, but I am a brown man in a world where people only see black or white. You know, there are no shades of brown um, in, in a world where you are not white. So therefore you are other. Uh, so here's my truth. And my experiences where the different layers and folds in our history with racism, colonialism, and everything that goes into living in a world where somehow, somewhere along the, uh, along the way, white became superior. And I've, I've been pissed, you know, I've been sad and most importantly, disappointed. So um, a quick little warning, um, I will probably and by probably, I mean, definitely, um, be cussing up a storm during this episode, so please, um, you've been warned, um, but I do apologize ahead of time. Um, so, for starters, our political and judicial systems historically, legally, keyword there, legally, uh, and consistently support violence against black and brown people. 
I mean, the tolerance of white supremacy, privilege, racism, and economic inequity across the systemic board is nowhere as invalidating as this violence. White people feeling like they have the legal right and duty to physically restrain us, harm our bodies, and kill us. And if you've seen any video that's gone viral for all the wrong reasons, all the Karens, all the Amy's of the world, you see this passion they have to hurt, to inflict pain. I mean, can you imagine what the world would look like if that passion that goes into purposely hurting others went to helping or protecting those whose voices have been ripped away? I mean, can you? Can you imagine a world like that? Because why the hell does that sound so damn impossible? And let me make this clear in case you're not getting what I'm putting down. I'm speaking specifically to the fear the white man has of the black man. And now everything we do and have today in the United States was built on the backs of those black men and women, those native men and women, and those who were deemed unworthy because of the color of their skin. This world is full of fears, man, real fears. And until we check our closets, look under our beds, and unmask those wolves in sheep's clothing, looking those monsters in the eye, even if that means looking in the mirror, things won't change. Things won't get better. And I mean, this has never been about you versus me, right? But instead, it's always been them versus us. What I want to know is, when did people start seeing us as other? And you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you all a little bit about what makes me scary. The color of my skin. Should I risk getting too much sun and getting darker? The bass in my voice. Maybe I should practice going up an octave when speaking to others. The Spanish I speak. Should I only speak Spanish to my family in the privacy of my own home? The hoodie I wear. Who cares if it's cold outside or I just want to wear my damn hoodie? The hat I wear. The way I wear my hat. Is it too low? What if people think I'm a thug? When I wear my hat backwards, or should I wear my Puerto Rico World Series hat, or will that offend someone? Or how about this one? How about the mask that I now have to wear for my well-being when I leave my house or enter an establishment? How do I make the rest of me look less threatening when I'm covering up half of my face, and that's all it takes for someone to consider me a threat? Half of my brown face. And, you know, there's plenty more I didn't mention. But th those are just a few of the things that I mentally look for every time before I walk out the door. And that's just me, a brown guy. I mean, the list for a black man, a black child, a black woman, a black trans life is inexplicably longer. Why the fuck? So... The next time you're leaving your home, backing out of your driveway, asking yourself, did I leave the bathroom light on? Did I leave the TV on? Did I remember to feed the dog? And you're not asking yourself, did I do enough today to make my life matter? Did I do enough today to make my life matter? Remember that that is a privilege you have and many others don't. The difference 
only being the color of your skin. Now, I want, I want to go back to something I said earlier. Um, I said, I am a brown man in a world where people only see black or white. There are no shades of brown. In a world where you are not white, so therefore you are other. And unfortunately, being other determines your place in line. And the further back in line you are, the lesser your value. Whether that's financially, educationally, healthcare-wise, and everything else that's tied together with access to any of those resources, does that make sense to you? I mean, how and why does it mean that the black man and woman has less of a chance to have the same opportunities? Notice, I'm not saying the same results, but in the same resources than the white man and woman. Well, I mean, here's a start. How about the fact that no matter whether the people of color outnumber white people, they still have all the power? Quote, unquote. Even some black or brown folks who have money and power fool themselves. So, I mean, for example, let's take what's going on right now. Right now, between the pandemic and the protests for justice around the world, Black and brown people are still other because when shit goes down, they are the ones attacked and sprayed because their skin isn't white. Right? Like the New York State Senator, for instance. Um, this was, I believe, in June, and he, a black man, made and took every possible precaution in order to peacefully protest. I mean, this man alerted law enforcement that he was there, told his friends and family that he was going, wore a neon green shirt with his name and title of New York State Senator on the back, and still got pepper sprayed, shoved, handcuffed, and taken into custody. Now granted, eventually the police found out who he was and immediately released and gave him medical attention, but for those few minutes... He was just another black face in the crowd. I mean, at that moment, no amount of money or hypothetical power can save a black person in the eyes of a white man when shit goes down. And history tells us that there is no way forward. We are still being systemically and oppressively colonized. And since the beginning, people in power have been monopolizing the most important pieces to remove our freedom, and to remind us they control what's equal for all. People in power seem to think that they lose when all is equal. They have this idea that by truly giving black and brown folks the same opportunities and resources, we'll devalue them in some way. Why is that? If everyone got the same opportunities resources and had equal access to learning how to use those resources to lift up their communities. I mean, what about if the black and brown communities had the same level of protection and justice as white communities? You know what? They know we'd be unstoppable. Our innovation inspired. We might better the world in ways they couldn't take credit for then how would they show us they're in power, right? 
Continuing colonization systemically is pressure. Holding us down like the boots on our necks, keeping us from breathing, killing us. Too many people have been put in unnecessarily vulnerable positions for no damn good reason. Now, this podcast is about the labels that restricted me and continue to confine me. But now, now even more than before, I'm not just unsafe because I'm of trans experience and I'm brown. Now I'm in a pandemic wearing a face mask, which should make me feel safer or make me safer. But truth is, I'm just as likely to get a boot to my neck. And that, that is some crazy backward ass equality. I'm just as likely to die in a hospital because I'm just another brown tick in their statistics. So to every single one of you listening now, I challenge you to question any book of God, badge, spirit, or ideology that gives you that right because you know it's wrong. You know. And if you have a problem with what I'm saying now, if you have a problem with acknowledging the issues at hand, push yourself to be better. And if after this you feel like you learned something or want to make a change, spread that shit around. Don't keep it to yourself. Be and do better. That's how we start to change. All right. Um, that's, that's all I'll say for now. Um, I do want to thank you all for your patience during these crazy times and for sticking around and wanting to hear what I have to say and supporting this podcast. Um, again, I want to thank all my friends and family that kept pressuring me and pushing me to keep on, to keep on, and finally get this episode out. So... Here's to the keep on. I'm raising my uh, cup of coffee up and um, and pushing through all the uncomfortableness that's plaguing us nowadays. Um, yeah, so thank you. Uh, and uh, if you're not already, uh, follow the podcast on Facebook at About a Guy Podcast, uh, Instagram at handle about a underscore guy, and Twitter at handle about a underscore guy. Uh, you can also find the podcast on all major platforms now, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pandora, and Google Podcasts. All right, everybody, keep it locked in for next episode on About a Guy.